Welcome to the Food Issues Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Revelant, and I'm a journalist, healthcare copywriter, and a mom of two. In every episode, we talk about the challenges around feeding kids and give you practical and realistic solutions that will inspire and empower you to raise healthy eaters. Hi, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Nicole Centineau, and we talked about easy ways to get more plant-based foods in your kid's diet, which is not only really healthy, but it can help you save a ton of money. So back to school season is here, and I don't know about you, but I just don't feel ready. I feel like life is already going at warp speed, and then when school starts next week, it feels like I'm strapping myself in for another roller coaster ride. My oldest one is starting middle school, and so she'll have a new schedule and more homework. And we'll also have sports and after school clubs and dance and just a lot of busyness. When my kids were little, there was more time to try new recipes and make healthy snacks. But these days with work and everything else, I'm just not super creative in the kitchen. If you're in the same boat, though, leave the guilt aside because it is all good. I feel like a really important thing is just to find two to three real food meals that kids, that their children will actually eat and just serve that. That's Rebecca Huff, creator of thatorganicmom.com and the host of a Healthy Bite podcast. Rebecca talks about how to pack healthy lunch boxes your kids will actually eat and how to get healthy meals on the table and save a ton of time in the kitchen. She also shares ways to break out of your meal ruts, feed kids when they're sports, and why getting your kids in the kitchen can make life easier. There are so many really easy and realistic tips for your busy life, and I know you're going to love this interview with Rebecca Huff. Well, Rebecca, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited to have you here. So let's talk about your story and and how did thatorganicmom.com come to be, which I know you've told me this story one-on-one and I just love it. So, Well, it's kind of funny. I had been into healthy living and healthy eating for quite a while, maybe a decade when this circumstance happened, but I went to a party. One of my children was in school, you know, and one of the other students was having a birthday and they invited both of my youngest two children to come to the party. So when we arrived, we walked through the door and the mom was there and she had just, I mean, everything was decorated perfectly and it was just beautiful and there was food everywhere. And she had a tray with these gorgeous cupcakes, brightly colored, you know, lots of neon frosting and everything. And she had the cupcakes on a tray and she kind of just walked up to us just very welcoming and said, hi, would you guys like a cupcake? Oh, wait, you're that organic mom, aren't you? (laughs) And I was like, oh my goodness. I, she's like labeling me because, and the reason that she said that is our children, both of our youngest two children were in classes together and her children had seen my kids' lunchboxes. And for some crazy reason, my kids' lunchboxes were something to talk about. I even got questions sometimes from the teachers about my kids' lunchboxes because of what I packed in them and how they looked. And so at the time, I was already doing some little health classes with uh, church members and friends and sending out emails with recipes and encouragement about being healthy. And I had kind of toyed with having a website before, but when she said, oh, wait, 
you're that organic mom. It just clicked in my head. That's awesome. And so back to school is right around the corner. I think some people actually went back this week. And of course, with that comes all the sports and activities and everything else we have to do after school and and on the weekends. And so what would you say are the most common challenges this time of year when it comes to feeding kids? Well, obviously, time is a huge part of the struggle for a lot of moms. But I think another and even more important aspect is that a lot of us really struggle with getting our kids to eat what we feel are healthier foods. And just like, what do I pack? How do I feed my kids? Will they eat lunch? That's one of the biggest struggles I feel like and that moms tend to have. Yeah. And so what's some like reassuring advice? Like what should we keep in mind as we look towards the school year? Well, I just feel like one of the most important things is Obviously, as they're heading out the door to go to school, you want to feed them before they go to school. So I know kids like to sleep late a lot of times, but if they can just get up a few minutes earlier and just get a little something in them before they go to school, I feel like that just gets their day started off right, helps to fuel their brain so that they're, you know, ready for the day. And just to keep it easy for moms, I feel like a really important thing is just to find two to three real food meals that kids, that their children will actually eat and just serve that. Don't make it super complicated. You know, don't try to make some kind of gourmet thing in the morning. Just like if your kids like oatmeal, let it be oatmeal. If your kid likes fruit, let it be fruit. I I feel like for breakfast, keep it easy, but make sure they eat something before they head out the door. Like you said, there's just not a lot of time in the morning and maybe we're not so adventurous with with different types of breakfast ideas. So what are some ways that we can make sure they're healthy but also not spend a lot of time in the kitchen making them? Well, I think one of the best ways is to teach your child to prepare if they're old enough, obviously, but there's a lot of different ways that kids can prepare their own breakfast and they actually enjoy it when you show them how and let them have kind of a little bit of free reign in the kitchen. For example, one of my youngest daughter's favorite breakfasts when she was going to school was a yogurt parfait. You can use cereal or you can use granola. And then she would always have a really pretty cup that she used. It was see-through and she would put just, you know, a little dollop of yogurt in there. And then I would maybe have some cut fruit. She could get a scoop of that and put in there. Or maybe even it's as simple as some sugar-free jam or, you know, fruit spread that she could put in there and then top that with some kind of cereal or granola. And there you go. She's made her own breakfast. She was happy to eat it. And this was something that my kids ate a lot for breakfast. And, you know, yogurt has so many good things, you know, it has protein and it has probiotics and then fruit is also great. So if they like fruit, keep cut up strawberries or peaches or whatever they like, just keep it in the fridge. And once they know how to make a yogurt parfait, believe me, they're going to think they are so gourmet after that. Yeah, that's great. It's like dessert, right? For them. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And then I know that there's some great, you know, school lunch programs out there and you know, if parents take advantage of that, that's great. But I feel like a lot of parents tend to pack their kids' lunches. And one of the problems that I encountered as I had six children and I learned a little bit more with each one of them is that uh, 
lunchbox is not a great place to introduce new foods. And it's not a great place to, you know, go super crazy, just keeping it simple, only packing foods that they know kids will eat, make it fun, and ask them to participate. So how can we prepare for the fall season and ensure that we're feeding our kids healthy meals and snacks? What are some really great tips to just make it easy on ourselves? Well, one of the things is that my son loved hummus. And I I think, you know, a lot of parents would be like, oh, my kids don't like things that look, you know, hummus doesn't look really all that appetizing. But I feel like when you are at home, introduce the new foods there. And then when you find something that you consider healthy, that your child actually likes, just keep using that food and then branch off of it as you go along. Like with my son, because he liked hummus, I tended to introduce different vegetables with the hummus. So maybe he really preferred hummus with cucumbers, but then he would eat carrots or he would eat celery as long as I served it with hummus or he would eat red bell peppers. And that was always fun. But One of the best ways that I got my kids to really engage with new foods and especially vegetables was to let them participate. Like I said before, if they can shop for the vegetables, if they can help prepare the vegetables, that's always going to help them to be more interested. And so I would just go to Costco and I would let them pick out some vegetables. We would take them home. Maybe this was on the weekend and, you know, cut up those vegetables. Or if you're super, super busy, It's okay to get pre-cut vegetables and bring those home and introduce them to your kids on the weekend with different dips and different types of, you know, ways just to get them to eat those. And so, you know, packing lunches is like, I think, just one of the most daunting tasks we have as parents, (laughs) Um, right? Because they're just, we get kind of like in this food rut. And so what what do you think about, you know, making sure they're healthy? And like you said, kids are happy without also just making this a stressful activity for us? Right. Well, if you're packing your kid's lunch, I'd say you want to do a little bit of planning ahead, right? I have a ton of videos on my YouTube channel that are older videos from when I used to pack lunches. I don't pack lunches for my kids anymore. Um, We're past that stage. But back when I did, I had these planet boxes and they had little dividers. You could get pretty much any type of lunchbox with different, you know, little compartments for the kids. And I just remembered um, in my mind, I, I actually do have a video where it has a demonstration. You know, you have one section for protein and then another section for vegetables, another section for maybe carbs. But, you know, kind of break it up like that and just think in your head, you know, what, what do I want to fill into these, you know, what building blocks do I want to put in this lunchbox? And then I feel like make a little list. What are the three to five proteins that my kid will eat? What are the three to five vegetables my kid will eat? And what are the three to five carbs? I preferred myself not to always make it bread like a sandwich. I like to kind of mix it up a little bit. You can send rice to school with your kids. My kids love rice, especially if you get sushi rice. Brown sushi rice is great for this. And shape it into little balls. Like you can get molds and do that. It really doesn't take much time at all. And then put that in there for the carb and then maybe some cooked vegetables. But I do also really encourage parents to toy with the idea of using leftovers for lunches. My kids always love this. If we had Taco Tuesday, 
on Wednesday, they were going to have tacos in their lunchboxes. Double up what you make on Tuesday night for tacos and then plan ahead for tomorrow's lunch and just pack that in their lunchbox. That's great. How do you keep it warm? Well, my kids are willing to eat food that's not hot. And so I guess that, you know, that can be a factor for different kids. But if I, my kids all had a thermos, if I made soup, I would put it in a thermos at, you know, kind of room temperature or a little bit warmer than room temperature. And my kids were happy to eat that. We don't always eat all of our meals like super hot. Um, I think that's an American thing. A lot of other cultures do not eat super hot foods. But if your child is, you know, prefers to eat their food super warm, then I would say invest in a, a thermos. That's great. And and what about after school? Because I think when kids come home, they all want a snack, no matter their age, whether they're hungry or not, they want a snack. So what are some easy ideas, whether your kids are coming home or they're going to aftercare or the babysitter's house or wherever they're going? Well, one of the things that I did, and like I said, I'm not, I wasn't really big on a lot of processed foods or packaged foods. One, because they have ingredients that I would prefer my kids not eat. And two, because there's just so much waste. So I would utilize buying things in bulk. And again, fruits, you know, the ones that travel well, like bananas or apples or grapes, those make great snacks. And then we always had fun on the weekend using recipes to make protein bars or like healthy bars and things like that. Those were always wonderful. But you can find so many if you prefer packaged foods, grab and go type things, but it's super easy to make them yourself. Like you've seen the Lunchables and types of things like that, that people tend to grab when they're in a hurry. You can make some of those up on the weekend, go to Costco, grab some cheese and some meat that you like, pair it with your kid's favorite vegetables, maybe some crackers, and just make up several little containers of these that can be just grab at a moment's notice and run out the door with them. Yeah, it is really easy. This is amazing, Rebecca. So we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about dinner, everything that has to do with dinner and how to make it really easy for ourselves. Back to school is right around the corner. And although I'm loving this warm weather, I'm also ready for my kids to start a new school year and get back to their normal activities. I know it's going to get hectic and my kids are still going to complain about what's for dinner, but one of the things I do to encourage them to try new foods and eat their veggies is to cook together. When they can make choices and they have a hand in making a meal, they're empowered and more likely to eat healthy. But if cooking isn't your thing, then the Kids Cook Real Food eCourse is for you. This course was created by a mom of four and a former teacher, and it's for kids ages two to teen. You'll get more than 30 basic cooking skills, 45 videos, including a ton of bonuses, plus supply and grocery shopping lists and kid-friendly recipes. The course also has a ton of substitutions, so if your kids have food allergies or dietary restrictions, you're covered. My daughters and I have taken the course, and it was so easy to follow along that they made an entire recipe all on their own. More than 18,000 families have taken this course, and the Wall Street Journal named it the number one cooking class for kids. All you have to do to sign up is go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues, and because you're a listener, you'll get a free lesson. Again, go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues and sign up. 
This fall, I know you're gearing up with the clothes and back to school supplies, and you're probably looking for new snack ideas. Finding healthy snacks with real food ingredients that are also affordable and safe for school isn't always easy. And that's why I love Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market that makes healthy living easy and affordable. Everything is organic and non-GMO, and members save an average of $32 on every order. My kids are all about the Lara bars and the Go Raw cinnamon snacking seeds. Thrive Market also has essential groceries, safe supplements, non-toxic home products, and clean beauty products, plus ethical meat, sustainable seafood, clean wine, and more. If you join today, you can get 25% off your first order and a free gift. All you have to do is go to thrivemarket.com slash food issues where you can sign up and see my favorite items. And for every paid membership, they give a free membership to a family in need. So sign up today at thrivemarket.com slash food issues. So Rebecca, what are your best meal planning tips for dinner? Well, one of the things that I would say is if you love to cook, collect cookbooks. I absolutely love cookbooks. I have way too many of them. I even have an online cookbook club and we explore cookbooks all the time. But if you don't love to cook, this is what I would suggest. And I've recommended this to my adult kids. Make meals that build and contribute to the following day. So for example, Monday, maybe you're starting out your week and you're really motivated to make your own meals. Just grab something simple like a, ro- a, a whole chicken. And then you, you can, if you have an air fryer, you could use the rotisserie on that. Or if not, you can make it in your instant pot, crock pot, oven. Keep it simple, but cook an entire chicken. And then you can serve that with vegetables on the side that, that first night. But then save all of those bones and throw those in your instant pot or your crock pot overnight with water and some other like leftover vegetables and things and turn that into bone broth. And then on Tuesday, you have your bone broth and you can turn that into a stew, a soup or a chili that you can serve on Tuesday night for dinner. And you can take the leftover chicken from your rotisserie and make that into a chicken salad for sandwiches or salads or whatever. And then you know, I just feel like, you know, keep building on the previous day. So maybe Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. Double the meat that you would put in your chili or on in your taco and then use that to make chili on Wednesday. You know, so basically save yourself the trouble of doing something the next day. Perhaps you save part of that, you know, ground meat that you cooked on Tuesday for tacos and you add it to a meat sauce with noodles and tomato sauce on the following day on Wednesday. Well, while you're making this noodles and tomato sauce for spaghetti or whatever, maybe boil extra noodles and use the extra on the next day to serve a cold noodle dish, that sort of thing. So I just feel like I make it easier for myself because I'm already boiling the water or I'm already cooking the meat. Just do a little bit extra while you already have the stove warmed up or whatever to make the next day easier. That's a great approach. So do you actually sit down and plan out your meals for the week? Do you write them out and pull together all of your recipes? I did that for years, years and years. I always planned every single meal from breakfast to snacks to, you know, lunch boxes and dinner. 
I don't do that anymore because I do a lot of videos for YouTube and I explore a lot of cookbooks. My husband has a joke now that we never eat the same meal twice, but that's because I am really into food and really into exploring cookbooks. And so that's why I don't. But when I had, you know, more, all six kids at home, I always planned everything because I was pinching pennies and I need to make sure everyone got fed. So I do definitely think that it's a really great thing for parents to do. If mom cooks or dad cooks, whoever's doing the cooking, I think the best way to make the most of your food budget and to make sure that your kids are getting all the nutrients that they need is to plan ahead. Awesome. So what are your favorite recipes and meal ideas that are really quick and easy? Oh my goodness. That's just, <laughs> that's like asking someone to narrow down. I, I don't know. It's so hard to just pick one, but I would say the one meal that I tend to make the most that's fast and easy. Say like I have a bunch of meetings and I want to make sure that my kids have something to eat and you know, I don't have a lot of time. I would probably make something like smoky turkey chili. It's super easy, probably takes me 15 minutes in the morning just to whip it up in my crock pot or instant pot and then let it cook and at the end of the day there it is for us. I feel like, you know, I'm I'm so busy and by the time five o'clock rolls around you know, I, I know what I'm going to make for dinner, but I, we just, we get into this rut every single week of the same foods and it's boring and no one likes it. So how can we kind of easily change things up? Well, I know I already said this, but I can't say it enough that collecting cookbooks is going to keep you motivated to make different meals. When you're browsing a cook and, and get your kids in on this, let your kids look through a new cookbook with you and pick out something they want to try. This will encourage them to try new foods, new spices, new ingredients, and it, it'll get them interested in cooking and taking responsibility for what they eat. I know it sounds crazy, but when you show a kid a cookbook, they're going to find something in there that they love and that they want to make. And then when they cook that meal using that recipe, they may not even really like broccoli but this recipe might have a little broccoli in it. Make sure you get a cookbook that has lots of pictures and then just make it a family thing that you enjoy doing with your kids. And, and then you can work on a grocery list together and you can go shopping together. This is something I did with all six of my kids and all of them love cooking, love eating, and they'll eat anything. Awesome, Rebecca. <laughs> It is possible. It is. And and in terms of saving time in the kitchen, what do you like to do to save time? Do you batch cook, use your freezer? What can we do here? Mm -hmm. I did batch cook for a while. I'm not convinced it was worth the time in freezer space. Um, but like I said before, I nearly always double something when I'm cooking. Either I double the entire recipe so that I know that we have lunch covered the following day or I double something else that I'm cooking. If I'm steaming broccoli, I might double it. And then the next day I use that cooked broccoli to make cream of broccoli soup. It's always, for me, I find easier to do a little bit extra when I'm already cooking that makes the next day easier. And there's so many different examples of this. If you, if you have extra freezer space, I say make use of a meat subscription box. 
you know, you can just pick the one that you like best and have grass fed and grass finished meat shipped to you and use your freezer space for that. Because then all you have to do is kind of fill in the gaps, keep your pantry stocked with tomatoes and beans and other whole food ingredients so that you can just throw something together. I always have all of the ingredients to make at least two or three things that I know right off the top of my head. Like I said, the smoky turkey chili, I could make that. uh, Both of my youngest kids could make that in 15 minutes. And we always have the ingredients for that. So I personally would rather use my freezer space uh, on things like meat or vegetables that I've saved from a garden or extras, things like that, rather than batch cooking. For me, it just wasn't worth the time or the space. With sports happening right around dinner time, family meals can go right out the window. You know, you're either eating at four, you're eating at eight. <laughs> and so how can mm-hmm. how can we make it easier? Well, that is a really tough one. And if you have that one figured out, I would love to hear the answer to that too, because honestly, it just really is hard. If you have even one child with sports, it's just going to be hard to have dinner together all of the time. And I say just cut yourself a little slack. It's just not always going to be perfect. But for us, it was Taekwondo. And for whatever reason, just like with other sports, it seems like it always practices always right at dinner time. So again, you just fall back on that plan ahead, always have things. You you obviously are going to know your sports schedule. So on the days that you have sports, I always would make it something that was super simple or something that I had doubled the day before and then I could just heat up and eat. Or if we're eating on the run, there's nothing wrong with eating a sandwich for dinner. That's I feel like if you're putting, you know, good, healthy food on your sandwich or make maybe make your own sourdough bread or even if you buy pumpernickel from a bakery, you can make a really healthy sandwich for your kids. Don't don't feel bad about it if you're going to eat a sandwich. It's better, in my opinion, it's better to make a homemade sandwich than to go through the drive through. Awesome. So what you're saying is we should let go of all of our expectations about what a healthy meal looks like and just kind of do our best this year and and cut ourselves some slack. Heck yeah. I think (laughs) whenever people start making a bunch of rules for themselves, they set themselves up for failure. It's really hard. Moms are stretched in every direction. So if you can do a homemade meal three or four times a week, that's great. So you can fill in with healthy snacks and healthy breakfast and pack those lunches and your kids are going to get the nutrients. But I say, don't beat yourself up about it for sure. Awesome. Well, Rebecca, these are so many amazing tips you gave us. And I feel like we're all prepared now for the back to school season. And where can listeners go to learn more about you and your work? Oh, you can find me at That Organic Mom. That's my website. And I'm That Organic Mom on all social media. So that's pretty much my handle everywhere. Great. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Julie. That was such a great interview with Rebecca Huff. I really love her idea for an online cookbook club, which I've linked to in the show notes. Be sure to head on over to thatorganicmom.com to get all of her amazing content and recipes. Thank you so much for tuning into the Food Issues Podcast. You can connect with me on julierevelant.com where you can leave me a voicemail or send me a message and let me know about a new topic or guest you'd like to hear from. And be sure to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I'll see you next week.